This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to my favorite murder. Oh, this is the mini-sode. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Hi. Want me to go first this week? This is where we read you your emails. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> yes. Okay. You want to get right to it? Let's, uh, no, we can fucking chat, chit-chat. Been a minute. No, no, go ahead. Okay. I just meant explain what the show was. But at this oh. point, we got to figure most people... The, the odds that someone's scrolling through and picking a mini-sode randomly yeah. are nil, probably. That's right. But... If you don't know, if you don't know what this is... Yeah. Mind your own business. <laughs> <gasps> That's not right. No, I love it. Karen? It's, it's true. It's true. It's all true. Okay. This one's called, I spilled pee on important paperwork of at least 20 high school classmates. Oh, <sighs> I feel like I need to start by saying I had a dream the other night that Georgia invited me to her house to tell her what all her cool vintage stuff was worth because that's what I do for a living. And you all thought it was so cool. You did a live show from the house while I was doing it, <laughs> which is my dream, dude. Come over and fucking. Yes. That's Georgia's dream is for everyone to come into her house <laughs> and for all of her life to take place within the four walls of her house. Oh my God. <laughs> you just got that so right on. <laughs> no, my dream is for like the antiques roadshow people to come over and be like, this is this and that <gasps> is that. Could you imagine if they were like, don't you know that this is worth $500,000? Oh my God. The dream. Yes. It's the point of being a collector. Is to be yeah. like, turns out you have a great eye for trash. <laughs> your your taste for garbage is unmatched uh, yeah. and highly valuable. That insane thing you bought at a garage sale and couldn't afford rent because of it. Turns <laughs> out <laughs> it's worth something. Can I just tell you that I at a it was like a garage sale that was l truly like four doors away from my house. Oh, my God. From my dream. old house. The dream. I found um, a Teddy Roosevelt walking stick. So like the top of it is Teddy Roosevelt's head. Oh, it's like wasn't and his. It was like, <laughs> no, no, it was like and I'm like this. I would guess that this was like given away by like gas stations because it's not yeah. a quality walking stick. I think it's made of plastic, but I I bought it because I was like, but I know collectors yeah. don't really care if you're a Teddy Roosevelt collector. Yes. You just want that walking stick. However, it was made. Totally. So that's my retirement fund. <laughs> Mine is, uh, you know, when airlines were like new and they were like, fly our, you have to fly our airlines, we'll give you shit to fly it. There was a Japanese flight that would give out these sake bottles, like a kit of them. And of course, guys, original packaging, so necessary. Oh, you know what I mean? Like it has yep. to be. And things that are in an original box, I don't give a shit what's inside. I'll fucking buy it for the box. 
a box from like 1963. Oh Who my cares God. what's inside it? So it's old band-aid. Like te- <laughs> it's this teal box. I did have an old band-aid box that I put playing cards in. My grandma's playing cards. In. Wow, this is going crazy. Remember, remember when band-aids came in a tin? Yes. yes. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yes. The coolest. The coolest. Yeah. Um, it, let's do what are the weirdest, coolest things you found at garage sales or that you found in your aunt's basement when she passed on? Yes. Right. Or something that you you liked. <laughs> We're basically going to do a podcast of Antiques Roadshow <laughs> with no one qualified. We just it's all by yeah. faith. Worth five hundred dollars. We're going to. Yes. Tell us, start the tell us what, what you get, what you buy. And then you're like, it turns out it was a Kandinsky. But I don't know I what that this. is. Look at you. Just I did art. find in a jean and an old jean jacket I bought the just a little tiny scrap of paper that said victory on it in <gasps> handwriting. And I kept it like it doesn't have to be worth anything if you want to write in. It worked, though. <gasps> uh... <gasps> Oh, no, she's crying silently, everybody. <laughs> she's crying loudly, silently. That's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Yeah, you got some. How old were you when you got that? I was like 21 and couldn't have, literally couldn't afford rent. Yes, you that, know? Was your, that was the Lord secretly whispering to you Aww. through jeans. I bet there's <laughs> I bet there's some cool person who works at a vintage shop who always checks the pockets and has found. I mean, tell us if you found cold, hard cash. Right? Like washed, rolled up. You know when cash gets washed and then it gets real small yeah. and crispy? There's got to be people who are just like, yep, found a bunch of yeah. Coke bags of drugs. Oh. But like <laughs> but like old drugs that don't work anymore. Right. Here we go. That's so... Here we- <laughs> if you need an explanation for what this is about, we just fucking gave it to you. This is... If this is the first minisode you've ever heard, you're baffled. You're baffled. But this is... But if you don't like this, then you're never going to listen. Then goodbye. And then find your own business, as Karen said. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Someone (laughs) spilled pee and then they want to look at my shit. And then they said, but I was bummed because all I wanted to do was play with cookie. (laughs) So they didn't even want to be at my house. It is. So that was still... That was the end of the dream? Yeah. Got it. Got it. And then they said... Is it possible to listen to too much MFM? <laughs> yes. Never. Always. Never. Anyways, let's get back to my high school days circa about 1994. All the athletes had to pass physicals in order to participate in school sports. So believe it or not, they did group physicals. That sounds completely unlikely now, like to be fair, right? Turn your head, look at the look at your friend next to you and cough. Yeah, but also like if you have any like limp or anything wrong with you, you're fucking banned from school athletics. So the good old days, Uh, you had to bring your paperwork, sit in the line, take the eye test and the measurements, including weight in front of everyone else before being called in to the private exam room for all that other uncomfortable stuff. Oh, okay. Turn your head and cough. They did this in the theater (laughs) dressing rooms. It's intimate. One larger room for the group stuff, two smaller private rooms for the exams. And you know, it was also a time where it was like the doctor could just go in solo with the teenager. It didn't have to be like a nurse practitioner in there. Just problems upon problems. Uh, Thank God. The good old days were not good. Just old. Why didn't they think having your weight taken was part of the private thing? Yeah, a hundred percent. NBD. This is some shame. skinny doctor. <laughs> this is shame culture. Uh, yeah. Like a bad ninety four, please. Okay, so yeah, picture thirteen through eighteen year olds all lined up along the walls of the hallway outside the main room. 
Once you entered the main room, they gave you a pee cup that you had to, all caps, walk past 80 or so of your fellow <laughs> high school schoolers with no. empty and return with it full. No. As if it wasn't bad enough, you were asked to place your warm and hopefully not wet cup of pee on top of your paperwork on the table with about 20 others. I was so nervous. I set my paperwork down and as I went to place my pee cup on top of it, the nurse grabbed my ha hand and said, not there. I freaked out <laughs> and dropped the pee cup. <laughs> it gets worse. Okay. It always does. It spilled all over the table and soaked everyone's papers. <laughs> You'd think that's the worst of it, wouldn't you? Let me give you the highlights from there. One. The waiting in line took a while, so most kids were dropped off by their parents or drove themselves, which wouldn't be a big deal, except the paperwork required parent signature. <laughs> so there was no throwing away of these papers. Oh, no. They made a clothesline and all caps hung them up to dry. Oh, well, sorry. Did it say what year this was? 94. This it's not like Laura Ingalls Wilder time. <laughs> 1886. There's no excuse for this. This is like literally actionable. It, entirely. All every step of this is actionable. Every, this them sending this email to us has opened them up for a lawsuit. And from it's like, us. It's like not only have you shamed yourself, but then they're hanging up. It's like the scarlet letter that they're like, yes. Ev now everyone look at what. Yeah. K, no full name because obvious, <laughs> for obvious fucking reasons. Okay. I wonder it's how. It's funny that the. Sorry, but no. it's funny that the initial isn't P. <laughs> <laughs> classic. Classic. Karen in there with the zingers. I had to stop you to zing it's, and then step back. It was out. a worthwhile zing. Then it says, I wonder how many of them, the high school students, remember crusty pea covered physical forms that year. Am I the only one still in shock that they did that? No, we all, everyone's with you now. We're deeply in shock. Uh-huh. Two, my older brother was in the room when this happened. He had to get a physical too. And at that age, he was a total asshole to me. It's mm -hmm. his fucking job, dude. Right. Uh, I thought he was going to rake me over the coals, but instead he was grateful. Why? Because he spent the time uh, it took them to clean up, memorizing the eye chart, and avoided getting glasses <laughs> for another year. Look <laughs> <laughs> at teenagers! <laughs> this was before cell phone number three this was before cell phones and texts but like old-fashioned telephone word traveled by the speed of light down that mile-long hallway and oh, guess yeah. who had to walk past every one of them when it was over the fucking <sighs> walk of shame like it might as well be a spanking machine well and at that point it it might as well have been that what the original uh, it, did you say the in real initial is t okay Okay. Um, okay. It might, at that point, it might as well have been that Kay took their pee cup and threw it at everybody <laughs> on purpose, like a monkey at the zoo, because, uh, right? It doesn't really matter what the accident was at straight, that point. It's straight Hannibal Lecter's next door neighbor in cell <laughs> style. Migs. Migs. That's yeah. right. If you don't know what we're talking about, shame on you. <laughs> Number four, don't worry. I didn't have to pee in a cup again. They just stuck the test strip on the table before they cleaned <laughs> it up. This just keeps getting better don't, and better. Don't waste that waste. Oh God forbid. God. Like you can't pee again for another hour, so you might as right. well get it. 
So there you go. It's my all-time classic I haven't told in years. I feel like I could write a novel for you guys. I'm known for weird and crazy shit always happening to me. But since you opened it up to embarrassing moments, I couldn't hold this one back. I've written in before about my night of the bloody-faced man and the creepy neighbor that broke into my house and stole my underwear. But maybe oh. my spilled cup of pee will be the one to make the appearance. It did. It did, hey? <laughs> anyway, stay sexy and only spill pee when no one is watching. <laughs> Kay. 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 Slow clap. Thank you. I had to start with that one because it was just so epic. It was big. It was bold. Uh-huh. And again, I wanted the new people to know what this was about. That's right. You know? I mean, if you had to en- encapsulate what this podcast really is. Entire podcast. The entire, the whole thing, mini maxi, mini, mini. It's that email right there. Thank, Thank you, you, Kay, for, for really bringing it home, <laughs> for simplifying who we are deep down. <laughs> Cups of peace spilled on your. Also, what grade were they in? Like, how long did that last of that's the person that peed oh, everywhere? You got it. Well, if their older brother was there, that means they had to be under 17, probably. And I would think, right? 13 through 18 year olds. So, I mean, yeah. It had to be bad. Sophomore Max. Totally. Okay. Let's see. Um, It's the high bar. It's a high bar to to, to try to reach. I want to go ahead and thank Jay for giving me that one. What does that mean? (laughs) Are you mad at him now? True love, I guess. (laughs) Fine. I don't care. This uh, subject line is hometown murder plus bonus postal worker saves the day. Hi, murder quarantinos. Uh Oh. Oh, Fuck. What's Why'd that up? take you a year? But also, hey, <laughs> someone had a lot of time Shaming to think about. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel just nailed it. Okay. Um, hi, Murder Quarantinos. First off, love you all so much. And you make my day every time I listen. Yeah. I finally found my mini episode niche when you mentioned postal worker stories. And I realized I had to write in. One summer, about 10 years ago, I was waitressing at a local restaurant in the evenings. So most of my mornings, I was free to do whatever I wanted. But usually you could find me working on my tan in the backyard. Looking back, I realized that covering myself in baby oil and laying in the sun for hours at a time was not the best idea for many reasons, but we won't go into that. While I was home alone most days, I never worried much because my great Pyrenees mountain dog, Baxter, who was so giant that one winter he was mistaken for a polar bear. Oh Baxter, Baxter's the same kind of dog as Gracie, which was my sister's dog oh, when Nora was yeah. little. Remember the pictures of Nora laying on that huge dog? Oh, what angels. The be- they're the best dogs. They're like the greatest. Companions. Little kids. Yeah. And I would walk that I would walk Gracie down to the park and little kids would run up and hug her without <gasps> saying like their parents wouldn't even know. And she would just sit down and let them do whatever they want. Oh, it was she was the greatest. Oh, R.I.P. Gracie. Cookie okay. just jumps at children's faces happily, but <laughs> gets so excited. OK, well, kids and puppies. That's a good combo. Yeah. OK. Um, so Baxter never left my side because of this. And because of the fact that I lived out in the middle of nowhere in Northeast Indiana, I never worried much about being home alone. While Baxter had a habit of barking aggressively at noises he heard in the woods, I never thought much of it until one particular day whilst I was baking in the sun, I saw our mail lady coming up the driveway on a normal day. She would leave the mail in the box, but that day she decided to bring it to me personally. And I'm so glad she did. Mm. She immediately asked me if I was home alone. 
I said, well, technically, no, Baxter's here. And she warned me that I should go inside and lock the doors immediately. When I asked why, she proceeded to tell me that there was a murderer on the loose, possibly in the woods nearby. <sighs> Apparently, meth is a big problem in our area. And earlier that morning at a mobile home nearby, a drug deal went wrong, resulting in the drug dealer shooting another man in the chest and immediately fleeing in a car with his friend. Oh During the police chase, the man had bailed out of his friend's car and ran into the woods nearby. I immediately called my friend to come over and stay with me while the police search continued. And on his way to my house, he was stopped by police so that they could check and make sure the murderer was not hiding in his truck bed. <sighs> Finally, in a search involving over 150 officers, they eventually caught the man in the woods just across the state line in Ohio, which means he likely passed right by our house earlier that morning <laughs> and was probably the cause for Baxter's barking that day. Needless to say, this was one of the most exciting things to happen in our small town. And I was very thankful that our mail lady took the extra time to drop off our mail that day to mm. make sure I was safe. Stay sexy and always listen to your polar bear when he's trying to tell you something <laughs> is happening in the woods. Rachel. <laughs> wow. That is, the polar bear and the mail lady were your heroes that day. And not to discount that the mail lady was the clear winner in this <laughs> well in this yeah. competition that i've set up in my mind the the male lady didn't have to do what she did baxter had no choice that's in baxter's baxter's soul you totally. bark at the woods if there's a creep out in the woods but the male lady could have been like you're not my responsibility yeah. and instead she went the extra mile amazing good on her i hope she got yeah the key to the city okay um, when my mom pursued a criminal in a high speed chase. Yes. My favorite ladies. To provide some context, my parents live on 10 acres of land in Arizona. All their neighbors are pretty spaced out, but still within about a quarter of a mile from each other. One time as my mom left our house, she passed a car she didn't recognize that was parked close to our, our nearest neighbors, but thought nothing of it. We occasionally have hikers or mountain bikers out there. Realizing she had left her wallet at home, she turned around and then saw a man quickly get in that car with things in his hands, exiting my neighbor's house mm -mm. and sped away. She felt something was off, so she began to follow him. And eventually, once getting off dirt roads, he realized my mom was following and began going 80 on a 50 mile per hour <laughs> road. That sounds like me. Uh, mom, while on the phone with the cops, chased this man, even though they repeatedly told her not to. <laughs> and in an attempt to see his face, she took a dirt road that met up again with the paved road and got a look at his face, car and license number. Damn, mom. Turns out he had entered our neighbor's house through their doggy door. Guys, doggy doors are not safe. And then once their dog was outside, he had put bleach outside the door so their dog wouldn't enter. Oh, yeah. Isn't that weird? He stole yeah. thousands of dollars of jewelry and electronics. The cops later had my mom pick a photo out of a lineup. And she said, without a doubt, she knew it was him. Unfortunately, the jewelry was never returned as his girlfriend worked at a shop where they would melt down gold, etc. Wow. What kind of shop is that? I don't know. That doesn't <laughs> sound like a shop. It sounds like no. an illegal operation. <laughs> that sounds like something from the 1700s. Oh. Totally. Oh, my God. Hi, <laughs> matey. I don't know why he's a pirate now. <laughs> Look, pour, pour a little gold on the Barbie. What? Yeah. <laughs> 
an Australian pirate shop. We know, we're, right. we know what like, you're doing. Here I go. Yep. But at least I caught the guy, regardless of the 911 operator, telling my mom not to chase what could be a dangerous criminal. And then it says, seriously, mom, what the fuck? Or WTF. Anyway, shout out to my mom, Kim, Kimberly, for being such a badass. Stay sexy. And when in doubt, maybe don't chase a criminal in hot pursuit. Sydney, like from Australia. Sydney. Hey, (laughs) it's a theme. Yes. Don't chase anybody like in that scenario. It's really not safe. It's I mean, who knows? though? Maybe like she didn't know that there wasn't someone in the house that something had happened to them, you know, but. Then go check on the person instead, I guess, is the... Just get out of the way. Here's the thing. Even it's... All of that is the best... Uh, yes. The 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 thought behind it is wonderful, but you're in the way. You and then are, what if yeah. those what if those cops come and they pull a gun and you're up there going, but I'm going to make a facial ID. Like, no. Yeah. Go and home. What if the guy has a gun? Yeah. Or what if, you know, 85,000 other things. 85,000 other things. Know your spot. Come on. Totally. Uh, don't be a hero, Kim. That's well, she already, she already did it. Though. <laughs> um, okay. There were so many good ones that I keep. Every time I pick up a piece of paper, I put a star next to the one I got. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, shit. Is this the one? Okay. Uh, the subject line of this one is Russian roulette, the dart edition. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, no. Hey, all. My dad grew up with three sisters and a brother. As kids in the 40s and 50s, my dad got into all sorts of shenanigans with his brother. Like the time they smoked a cigar, trampled all the watermelons in the community garden, or set off a bomb at the seminary building. (laughs) Those three things are the most (laughs) epic things kids have ever done. And they did them all. I'm so impressed. Singularly, it would have been a lifelong story. And they were just... They were... Kudos. They were getting it done. Okay. But this is the story of how they'd play Russian roulette dart style. When they moved to Utah from California, it was the first time they lived in a house with a basement. So Mm. they'd take turns standing at the top of the stairs, (laughs) throwing a dart through the opening at the bottom of the stairs while the other ran across the opening. (laughs) The goal for one at the top of the stairs was to hit the brother running across the bottom. The brother. While the bottom brother attempted to avoid getting hit. How? 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 That, that, You're in that the math doesn't add up. That math no. is not fucking linear. No. The math, that's the math of an older sibling yeah. making up a game where they get to abuse the younger sibling, <laughs> but it's all within the construct totally. of the game. Totally. Those are the rules. That, that's my cousin Stevie Hospital. I'd love to name check him. When I get to talk about his abuse when we were children, he used to love to, to play uh, baseball where it was me and my sister against him out in the farmyard. Mm-hmm. And he would be like, so when I'm up, you pitch to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're up, I pitch to you, but then I throw the ball at you to get you out at the bases. <laughs> And we're like, okay. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing fair. else to do. Sounds legit. My cousin and Mitch is that one who actually is Dr. Dan, whose podcast is coming out on network. His little brother, who was just a tr- he's the one who lit his kitchen on fire. Shit. As a kid, just a troublemaker. And would when the little cousins us, we would come over, he, his, the rules were hard and fast, didn't make sense. Someone yes. always got hurt. <laughs> It always involves hitting as a just part of a game. Like, do you did you ever play that game Spit, where you slam your hand down like on piles if the if two cards the same card comes oh, yeah, up yeah, or yeah, whatever? Yeah, yeah. Super fun. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. So Stevie, when we played spit, he would, no matter what cards were down, if you went to put your hand down, would just smack your hand. Like it was just an excuse to hit us. I thought you were going to say the game where they hold one of the young, which fucking Mitch definitely did this. They hold the younger one down and pretend they're going to spit in their face. Let the spit hang. The most disgusting game. Okay. That's the worst. And my sister did that to me one time. I turned my head and the spit went into my ear. Of course it did. So I was slightly obsessed with Q-tips ever since. Anyhow, can't get clean. Anyhow. (laughs) Okay, so the good. uh, Where the fuck were we? My my dad so the the point of the game is for the bottom brother to avoid getting hit by the yes. brother at the top of the stairs my dad said they often did this with a bb gun too jesus on, <laughs> inside downstairs but this particular on this particular occasion it was a set of darts my dad was the unlucky one at the bottom of the stairs while his younger brother was at the top and wouldn't you know it his little brother had been practicing oh fuck <laughs> got real good <laughs> He's like a sniper. He's, He's been practicing. And as my dad ran past, his brother hit him with a dart one sixteenth of an inch away from his eye. That sucker stuck straight out from the side of his face. And had my dad run any slower or my uncle lobbed the dart any sooner, my dad could have lost an eye. Classic. My dad passed away seven years ago, but he and his brother remained best friends and loved telling us about all the experiences they had as kids. Anytime I'm missing my dad, I give my uncle a call because they sound and act so much alike. That's lovely. Anyway, thanks for starting this podcast and bringing literal joy into my life. I'm so glad to finally not feel like a weirdo simply because I enjoy true crime. Stay sexy. And if you're going to play darts, make sure you're the one at the top of the stairs. Brooke. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> I got to say, for as big of troublemakers yeah. as my brother and sister and I were, the fact that we didn't have an attic or a basement or really much free space to run in because we lived in a suburb, I think we got real lucky and there's some scars that didn't ever happen because of that. <laughs> right? You had because all of those Because you just things. didn't have the room to make them. Yeah. Yes. To make obstacle and- courses. Yes. And kind of to go like you were away from adults. So those kinds of games, they always just get ratcheted up. It's never just that, you know, because because we played that like that kind of baseball for a while. Then that that morphed into because the compost pile was right nearby. So then it would turn into rotten potato baseball (laughs) or rotten egg baseball. You know what I mean? Oh, my brother did once crack an egg over my head. So I get what you mean. And then there was my poor mom, my poor working mom. I think she got in trouble at work because we would just every day someone would call her crying and screaming. Oh, yes. Yes, we did that to my mom all the time. too. We made her late for work every single morning (laughs) and we called her constantly at the psychiatric hospital where she's just like already dealing with fucking people with with a, a pretty stressful job yeah and then we're like mom i wanted to watch this company and she turned <laughs> it to what and she's just like oh no kidding clean up that front room before i get home oh we need to give them i need to give my mom a break okay from which happy mother's day happy mother's day <laughs> for all the moms out there we yes we you, see you <laughs> we see we see your pain but we'll never feel it no sorry <laughs> our wombs are closed <laughs> Lights are off in our wombs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like 
perfectly scrambled eggs. Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made-in, made-in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Okay. Meet cute from the Netherlands.
Oh, hi, furry friends. And then it says R.I.P. Elvis. Mm -hmm. I'm a newlywed to the show. My best friend introduced me to you guys. And boy, I had no clue. I secretly was a murderino. Thanks, dude. So now I'm binging with regular laugh outbursts. Thanks. Nice. Sorry, did they refer to themselves as a newlywed to the show? Yeah. (laughs) So we're all married to someone in the Netherlands? We absolutely are. Hi. In the last mini sode, you asked for meet cute stories or and then it says M-E-A-T, meet cute. Maybe I'm missing some USA slang as a duchie. <laughs> <laughs> Butchers, send us oh. your M-E-A-T, meet cutes. Have you been sliding, slicing a side of beef <laughs> and a, someone cute walks up? Okay. Many years ago, I was knocked off by a horse while riding on my own in the woods. I broke my ankle badly and couldn't walk or get to my horse. First, I rang. Yes, it was the time of flip phones. Thank God. The owner of the horse, then my mom, then my dad. But for some reason, everyone had something better to do than respond to my calls. (laughs) The next person on my mind was my ex-boyfriend, who I walked a dog with in that same area a week before. He would know where I was and find me. He answered the phone. And when I said, hi, I'm knocked off the horse. I think I broke my ankle and now someone needs to come and help me. He said, have you called 911? And then it says the Dutch version of it. (laughs) I laughed because I just thought somebody had to come get me. And I didn't even I hadn't even thought about paramedics, even though my foot was standing at a 90 degree angle to my leg. Yeah. I blame adrenaline. Oh, that sweet, sweet adrenaline. He asked where I was and I said and said he would be on his way. After that, I rang 911, but he beat them to it. He waited there with me in the woods, keeping me calm, guided the paramedics to me once they couldn't drive further and joined me in the ambulance to the hospital. I had surgery and a long recovery, but he visited me almost daily to talk and laugh and just be bored with me. Fast forward to 14 years later, and he still makes me laugh and is the most sweet and awesome dad to our little boy. Oh, man. Sorry for the long story. Hope it fit the criteria. Listen, there is no criteria anymore. And long (laughs) stories feed our souls. Just a good story. (laughs) Yeah. It's all we want. Last but not least, thank you for normalizing psychiatric counseling. My brother has struggled with depression and addiction for over a decade while refusing professional help since he thought that was embarrassing or meant he was weak. You are making a difference. Thanks. Stay sexy and break a leg. Finding your true love. (laughs) Love. (laughs) Lowe's. That's rad. That's cute. I, I love that. I mean, you know, oftentimes we break up with people for very good reasons. Totally. And some, sometimes we get back together for very bad reasons. Oh, amen. <laughs> Just something I love to do. But <laughs> I love that that was, it's almost like they went through a little test. Yes. And then it was like, yeah. And then if you call someone and they're like, call night, I thought you were going to be like, call 911. Goodbye. Goodbye. And instead it was like, you didn't do the thing you should do. You're calling me smart enough to be like, let me pick up on that. Yeah. And get in there. Reliability there. is an amazing character trait to find in a partner. Dude. You know, it's like giving a shit yeah. is really key. Like truly yeah. giving a shit. And then like being there by your side in the hospital. It's just like c- care and reliability are beautiful things to find in a partner. And not common because... Yeah. Well, these days we're all so me, me, me. Totally. 
You or know, also meme, really meme, meme, all those memes out there. Oh, so many me- narcissistic memes. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. Your turn. Okay. This is last, right? And yes. This I really enjoyed reading. <laughs> another, Ala- the subject line is another Alaskan, another irresponsible tree climber. <laughs> oh. Hi, friends. I recently listened to the mini-sode written by the Alaskan who pushed her three-year-old brother out of the tree and thought <laughs> of my own childhood in Alaska. Yeah. I feel that this person should have gone into greater detail <laughs> about just how weird it is to grow up in Alaska. Do not, Nearly- do not correct other people's hometowns. That's one rule we have right now. <laughs> Don't fucking talk shit on other people's hometowns. <laughs> Nearly everything up here is trying to kill you, in parentheses, <laughs> animals, weather, weird ass dudes. And as a result, all the kids are half badass and half insane. For example, I used to mountain bike down an old power line trail to get to my friend's house about three miles away. Three miles. Wow. One day when I was 11 or 12 years old, I was bombing down the trail and came across a mama brown bear with two <gasps> babies. A normal human being would think I am about to die. Yeah. But my baby Alaskaness thought, ugh, now I have to carry my bike through the brush to get around them, which I did. <laughs> but this story isn't about bears or bikes. It's about trees. In the 90s, my family bought 10 wild acres near Kine, Alaska, about two hours away from Anchorage. We planned to eventually build a cabin, but first we needed to create a clearing by cutting down excess trees. Mm. My dad, an ex-forest ranger slash turned army ranger slash turned doctor. Mm. I guess I didn't Ooh. need to say the slashes. <laughs> Sorry about no, that. No, I love slashes. <laughs> There'd be commas if she didn't, or he or she or they didn't want you to read the slashes, you know? You know, just as a grammatically, you don't need the slashes if you're going to put the turned in there, but you know, but this is on me. Anyway, <laughs> no shame. There's no shame in hometowns. <laughs> okay, so my dad, an ex-forest ranger, turned army ranger, turned doctor, needed help clearing said trees. So naturally, he taught his eight and ten year old daughters how to safely cut them down with a handsaw. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I love hometowns. Skills. Skills. Skills the girls need yep. later in life. He marked which ones needed to go and left us to it. Bad Goodbye. idea. Yeah. Uh, just enjoy your day. I'm going to go have a fucking what kind of hams? What kind of beer do they have? Like beer do they have in Alaska? Yeah. I bet they have plenty of hams up yeah, there. I think so. Hopefully a nice keystone. Oh. Being slightly badass, but mostly insane, we eventually got bored of cutting the trees down and decided to create a game. Oh, <laughs> what Jesus. is the game, you ask? Well, it went like this. Together, we'd start sawing a wedge into the tree. And once it was, quote unquote, just right, one of us would climb up and find a secure spot to hang on. The other would then saw the rest of the tree, all caps, so the person in the tree could ride it down oh. as it fell. I want to cry. <laughs> I want to cry and cry. Oh, this was allowed to like this was a parent sanctioned move. Yes. By by that dad being like, good luck with your logging eight and 10 year old child. Yeah, Here's five minutes of showing you how. Yes. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Eventually, having heard our shrills of excitement, my dad puttered back over and asked what we were doing. We explained, and he looked up at me in the tree, eight years old, my sister holding the saw, 10 years old, and said, make sure you only ride the ones that are marked, and walked away. 
Oh. This, this, ladies and gentlemen, is an Alaskan childhood. Oh. <laughs> You'll be pleased to know that my sister and I both grew up and are fully functioning human beings. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> I live in the Pacific Northwest now. Ooh. And although I'm in my 30s, if I see a good climbing tree and there are many, I'll climb it. Yeah. You can take the girl out of Alaska, but you can't take the Alaska out of the girl. Stay sexy and only ride the trees that are marked. Rachel. <laughs> That's a beautiful metaphor for life, you know. You know, like have fun, be wild, but, you know, keep a, a safe distance from unmarked trees. I don't know. Yeah. Ma- do your research almost <laughs> like, you know, yeah. to make sure you know exactly what the shape of what you're yeah. trying to aim toward is. Yeah. Don't just do it wherever. We need your wilderness childhood stories, please. Mm. Uh, we need them. We want them. My All brother hiked to uh, 10, hiked to the bottom of the Grand Canyon, didn't come <laughs> home to camp the campground until three in the morning. I wrote about it in our book, Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered. Is it out yet? I thought you were talking about, no, May 11th. Okay. I thought you were talking about um, that episode of the Brady Bunch. <laughs> oh, maybe. Asher, did that happen to you? <laughs> Are you remembering old Brady Bunch as your childhood? I, my childhood is forgotten and I put in Brady Bunch and Wonder Years. You remember when uh, remember my friend's brother went to Vietnam? That was crazy. Yes. It was yeah. so sad. Mm-hmm. And then remember when he was also slightly younger and in The Princess Bride? Oh, oh, we love him. Oh, Fred Savage. Fred Savage. What a good hearted person. OK, uh, if you want one more story each and then a few back episodes of that, too, uh, you can join the fan cult. We do many, many shows, fan cult stories only. Thanks for listening. And stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, do you want a cookie?